Across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, you're waking up to 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. A man seen on camera breaking into a freezer at the Snohomish restaurant was arrested five minutes later after officers were dispatched, according to the Snohomish Police Department. Officers were called to the Blazing Onion for a burglary in progress at 7.13am last Saturday. That's a good time to be rolling on, I guess. Deputies arrived and within minutes they found the man as he was trying to scarper on a push bike. Uh, Police said he was immediately identified as being the same person who was seen on camera at the restaurant two days before. Photos from the scene showed the man had taken large bags of potato chips and cheese puffs, or cheese things as we call them, or we call them Cheetos. Just got, just got them. This is a problem when you legalise recreational marijuana, isn't it? He took two large bags of potato chips and cheese puffs, along with two large tubs of possible ice cream and a box of frozen food. It was only possible. The cops, I bet you they had to take that back to the station. We're going to have to take this. I think this is possibly ice cream, but we're going to have to go take a closer look back at the station there. They come out later and go, yes, it was, <coughs> excuse me, ice cream. Uh, it was definitely identified as ice cream and uh, uh, it was delicious ice cream so uh, that's an extra charge right there the 31 year old was arrested and booked into the Snohomish County Jail for his <laughs> for his theft of potato chips cheesy cheesy puffs a possible ice cream and a box of unidentified frozen food I'm saying donuts get your day underway with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Zone 1287 2TM I'm just worried about your choice of rug though can you just send me photos before you purchase yeah yeah I will yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah no worries well (laughs) last one I the last one I bought turned out to be a tea towel Uh, I thought it was a rug and (laughs) how big did you (laughs) well it was a big tea towel but it wasn't it was only needed a small one I said, well, you got a tea towel on the floor. I said, that's a rug. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Pete, so. Pete, Pete, Pete. <laughs> Who lets you out? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know rugs. Uh, there's a company that's just come out today that is printing your face on a one of those masks so to stop spreading coronavirus. Wow. Why are they doing that? So people can recognise you with So masks? people can unlock their phones with their facial recognition. Oh. <laughs> See, out of every disaster, there comes an opportunity. So wow. Yes, yes. So protective gear such as masks helps you out, blah, 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 blah. But uh, one of the downsides of using a face mask is it might make it impossible to use your phone if you rely on a face scan assistant to unlock it. However, someone already thought of a clever solution to this problem. Print your face on N95 masks so that you can unlock your phone while you wear them. Do they actually work, though? Because I, I'm so sure that my friends, we tried holding up a photo mm-hmm. of my face and, like, my phone and it didn't work. Well, that was going to be my next question. Like, how secure are those things? We've all heard the one where... You've heard the one where the kid finds mum asleep on the lounge and uses her fingerprint to unlock her phone and then went on a buying spree on oh, yeah. on her iPhone and yeah. clocked up about 400 bucks worth of video games and and goodness Amazing. knows what. And yeah, and just waited till she was asleep and then carefully got her finger and... <laughs> that is a genius. <laughs> unlocked the... Uh, Diabolical, but <laughs> yeah, genius. <laughs> that's right. Let's hope he can use his, his powers for good yes, rather than evil as he gets older. otherwise we are in for a world so, of hurt. <laughs> are these things really, you know, that secure? 
I just I just think use the pin code. You still have the option just to chuck in your four digit pin if you're really you know, oh. wearing a mask all Listen the time. Listen to this. Not all face unlocking systems are made equal. Android phones use 2D face unlock for se- used 2D face unlock two dimensional for several years, which is the kind of face unlock system that you can trick with a photo. Mm. Printing the lower region of your face on the face mask will probably be enough to bypass phones that use less than secure 2D face unlock technology. So if you're not sure, don't use it. Is be be my advice i think the one because i've got the, the like the latest iphone oh of course you yeah, have yeah millennials have got the latest sorry iPhone. i would just like to say i had one iphone for five years so <laughs> calm down there boomer if we're throwing names I'm around boomer. <laughs> i am a generation x please i forget that they exist um <laughs> that's that we this, are the, and this we are is the forgotten generation <laughs> yeah, <you actually>. are. <laughs> this is quite insane because i can be sitting in the phone like in my bed at night with like no lights on and it would yeah. just be the light of the phone and that will still register my face Okay, yeah, so it's some kind of creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. Apple came up with 3D Face Unlock Mm. a few years ago and called it Face ID. The system maps the 3D layout of your face with the help of a sophisticated camera module while simultaneously checking for your attention to unlock an iPhone or an iPad. Others have tried to replicate Face ID, including Huawei, Xiaomi and LG, but only a few phones have 3D face recognition hardware. So there you go. Google then added support for 3D face recognition to Android with the release of the Pixel 4. Uh, it's it's pretty complex is what we're saying. Yeah, so right. So it may not work. But there you go. But it's... Uh, do you need to do that? No, just enter the 4 The thing is, when you, when you get caught by the law, right, <laughs> they can just hold your phone up to your face and you're busted. Mm. If you've got stuff, you know, contraband or you've been ringing your dealer or yeah. whatever. yeah. If you get in trouble with the law and you've got one of them, all they've got to do is... So uh, for that reason, not that I get in trouble with the law. <laughs> I do get in trouble with the wife. But th- for that reason, I reckon, you d- that's reason enough for me not to have that. Just have your pin code. Or your yeah, pattern. Right. Patterns See, but are cool. I'm all, I guess for me personally, I'm of the opinion that... <laughs> I'm one of those that just anything on your phone is not private. Like it is private, yep. but in the sense that, you know, I just think that... There's just so many ways to access information. So true, I'm a true. bit kind of, and also I just think in the scheme of things, people aren't going to target the bank's account of a poor radio journalist. Well, <laughs> well, see, and that's when, and famous last words. Yeah, they call I know. Those. I'm going to come in tomorrow morning and I'm going to say, Pete, yep. I've been hacked. <laughs> exactly. What do I do? I'll say, throw your iPhone oh. and get off the Facebook. <laughs> Thanks, Annie. Thank you. you. Have a great day. Tamworth Zone, 1287, 2TM. And 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Naked bowling. (laughs) Ah, The Hollywood Bowl in Ashford, UK is having a naked bowling night. They're the ones that are bringing all this veganism to us as well, you know. If you ever wondered what it's like to bowl naked, and now I haven't, you won't have to wait much longer. On Thursday, March 26, the British Naturism is taking over the Hollywood Bowl on Station Road, Ashford in London uh, for a naked bowling night. Included in the event, will, which will run from 7.30 to 10pm, is two games, shoe hire, a buffet and a drink from the bar. <laughs> Sounds like a good night, except you've got to do it with your gear off. All of this will cost 21 quid and it's the only British naturism run evening for the foreseeable future. <laughs> no one else will... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll sort let them in. Normally, two games would cost an individual £12.65, which is about 25 bucks. But this is without the drink and the buffet. And the buff. <laughs> so, oh, naked. It just doesn't seem like a good spot. It wouldn't be good to watch, would it? I don't think, because, you know, you'd stop and not everything stops with you and that big that big effort and, you know, you got to sort of do the splits when you send one down. <laughs> nah, it's, it's a no from me. Right across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, this is 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Vegans. <laughs> I know I go on about them a bit, but there's new advice for supporting vegans in the workplace, including having a shelf in the office fridge. The Vegan Society has shared suggested guidelines to help businesses look after their vegan staff. You bring it on yourself. They range from offering vegan menus at events to providing vegan-friendly workwear for people who want it. What is vegan-friendly workwear? The charity wants vegans to be exempt from corporate events like horse racing or activities that might include... Cooking a hog roast on <laughs> a barbecue. You know they don't eat the horses when you go to the races. You know you don't have to eat them. Is that... Uh, I don't <laughs> quite get that. Uh, the Corindai Cup's on tomorrow too, by the way. Uh, I might see if I can get the uh, gentleman from the Corindai Race Club on tomorrow. It's a good idea, actually. We'll have to get him in the studio because we've got no phones. The other recommendations include colour-coded kitchen equipment and separate areas to prefer, prepare meat-free food. Do you do that at work? You just you just got your sandwich or something and you just eat it, don't you? I, I don't think we have, you know, full kitchen. Oh, I'm going to have a roasty for lunch type of thing. Better get it on at about 10.30 and it should be ready by lunchtime. As well as non-leather phone cases. What? <laughs> Being exempt from any part of... Per- Are there any leather phone cases? <laughs> They're all all rubber and stuff. (laughs) Uh, Being exempt from any part of purchasing non-vegan goods and the chance for staff to have discussions about vegan-friendly pension options. I'll say that again. A chance for staff to have discussions about vegan-friendly pension options. The Vegan Society, Loonies, says this new guidelines are intended to create a positive atmosphere at work. Oh, that won't set anyone against them, will it? (laughs) Fostering a general attitude of respect towards vegan employees is key. Well, stop making stupid demands like not going to the races in case we eat the horses. If jokes made about an employee's veganism become burdensome, steps should be made to improve this. There are an estimated 600,000 vegans in the UK who follow a plant-based diet and avoid animal produce. One of these people is Jess Hawkes, a 28-year-old who told Radio 1 Explaining her choice of diet to colleagues can be exhausting. Well, everything's exhausting when you don't eat meat, isn't it? <laughs> Standing up. <laughs> a lot of the time you get comments about being a weak vegan. Well, you just said explaining it is exhausting. So She used to be a vegetarian before turning vegan. Sometimes it's not necessarily people meaning to be really offensive, but people will ask if you get enough nutrients and vitamins and things like that. I mean, gee, I, I, don't, I don't understand why you have to be militant about it. Why you need your own shelf in the fridge. Why you don't... You, you know, get your own stuff. Eat the vegetables. I don't want you eating any fake bacon or any vegan sausage rolls or anything like that. Eat the vegetables. <laughs>